Welcome to the Coffee and Chat Boxes podcast. My name is Richard Spencer, and thank you again for joining me on this episode. And this is episode 19, and it's called Recognize Your Power. We're jumping back into The Obstacle is the Way, a book by Ryan Holiday. Um, I'm excited about jumping into chapter one and getting um, and getting stronger, learning how to overcome obstacles and actually how we're going to learn how to use them to become the best version of ourselves. So let's jump right into the five-minute journal. We're going to talk about some of the things that I'm grateful for, the things that will make this day or this week great. In the course, uh, we're going to talk about who I am, and I want you to talk about who you are as well. So what am I grateful for? So to top it off, I am grateful for seeing Black Panther three times. And I must admit, this is the first time, if as I can remember, I've seen a movie for more than twice. Normally, I see a movie, and I'm happy. I like it, and then I keep it moving. Um, I might start watching another movie, but rarely, rarely do I ever watch a movie more than once or twice. Normally, how it goes is I watch it in the movie. I get really excited. Um then I wait for the DVD or Blu-ray to come out. Then I purchase the Blu-ray or DVD or just purchase it on iTunes. And then I don't watch it normally, but I buy it for some strange reason. That's just how I am. Um, but Black Panther is different. I actually went to see it twice in one day. So on that opening Friday, I went to go see it by myself at 1 o'clock. Um, and then I went to go see it again that night at 10 o'clock with my wife. And I liked it the first time I watched it, and I absolutely fell in love with it the second time. I was actually able to just soak it all in because it's so much going on in that movie. I think it's really different than your your prototypical uh, superhero movie. It's so many themes, so many concepts that you could think about, so many um, thought-provoking uh, ideas show up in that movie that really gets me excited, and I was able to really soak it up in the sacred time and then the third time it just really allowed me to really appreciate the time and the care that everybody put in into this movie from the director um, from the actors from the people that uh, designed the opening credits from the people that designed the, the ending credits the music everything just gelled together in an abnormally good fashion that it just captivates me and i'm just to be honest, it's my favorite movie. Like, I, I want to be the kind of guy that has a super deep movie and say, oh, that's my favorite movie, even though you never heard of it before. But I, I just can't help it. Like, this is my favorite movie of all time. It's no question. Like, when people ask me what was my favorite movie, it was hard for me to uh, to really answer at times. At one moment, it was a Schindler's List. At another moment, it could have been another movie, but to me, it's no question. Oh yeah, the dark, the Dark Knight, um, that was one of my favorite movies. But it's no question now that Black, pa- Black Panther is absolutely, without a doubt, not even close, my favorite movie of all time. Um, and then let's move on to talk about what would make today great. And I think I wrote this. I forgot when I wrote this, but what I wrote was seeing Black Panther for the fourth time. So yeah, that's my goal. I want to go see it again. Because I like the movie and I want to see it again because I really appreciate when people really put thought and all their energy into something and making that thing great. 
and finally I am. After seeing this movie for three times, after realizing that I might not need it, might not need to see it for the fourth time, uh, I decided to say to this week that I am a king. Um, one of the biggest moments in this movie, it was a small moment, but it really spoke home to me was that um, when T'Challa, uh, I hope I'm not spoiling the movie for most people. Anyway, you should go see it. You should go see it. It's been in, <laughs> in the movie for weeks. Uh, but anyway, when T'Challa became king and he was asking his father for help, uh, I think his, his father said, get some people around you because it's tough for a good person with a good heart to be king. Um, and that really spoke home, home to me because I want to be a leader. I think I'm a leader in certain aspects. Um, and in my heart, I, I really have a desire to be a good person. And this concept of being a good person and being a leader, and it's tough for those type of people, um, is really interesting to me because I, I, I believe it rings true in a way um, because we want good for everybody. But there's so many conflicting interests between people that it's really hard to and perhaps impossible um, to support everybody, to make everybody happy, and to make everybody satisfied. So, yes, I'm a king. There's no question about it. I am a leader, whether it's something as small as my family um, and my company, um, the people around me. Um, but to be a good person at the same time, I, it's a, I gotta find a way because I wanna be a leader and I wanna be a good person. I won't sacrifice either one uh, to make the other thing true. So let's talk about coffee. Um, I have a coffee right next to me. Um, it comes from Blue Bottle Coffee. It's uh, it's called, you know, I hate, I've been pronounced words all the time, but I'm gonna try it, I'm gonna give it a go. It's called Peru Puno Sandia Valley. Uh, and this coffee is it's really good to me actually. Um it's really, really smooth. Um it has a like a brown butter kind of taste to it, walnut cream and tangerine zest. It's it's a really smooth, mellow coffee. And according to the blue bottle coffee, uh this coffee is really, really delicate. The better it is, the better, the more delicate it is. Uh and it it's evidently it's been raised in really, really high elevation. And at the same time, really low temperature. Uh, so the bean is really, really soft. Um, and it only requires really light roasting to reveal um, the nuanced flavor um, of its environment. And it's it's been really good to me. I, I think I had it for like three or four days now. And I tried the AeroPress. And I just tried the traditional pour over. And it's been great every single time. It's been Really good. Can't complain about it at all. And next to me, in the coffee mug that I have, uh, is one of the first coffee mugs that I remember buying. Um, and I saw it at Starbucks. Whether or not you like Starbucks coffee, there's no denying it to me that they make some really interesting and clever uh, coffee mugs. And for this one, it's a really tall mug. I think it's really dark brown um, with a white handle and white inside. But the cool thing about it is that it came with a pen, so you can actually write anything that you want on the coffee mug itself. And since I have terrible handwriting and my wife has amazing handwriting, I I asked her to write Rick Food 3000. Um, that's my nickname. Um, I need to reveal that some more. I need to make a 
podcast dedicated to my nickname, which is Rick Fu 3000. In case you didn't know, I am a ninja. Um, but yeah, so we wrote that down, knowing it. We put it in the oven for, I think, like 10, 15 minutes, and it's been good. Unfortunately, all of that writing is gone now, so it's just a straight-up dark brown coffee mug. But it's still one of my favorites because it's really tall. And if you want to uh, drink coffee in your car and make sure that you don't waste it in your car, which uh, I do all the time, unfortunately. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, this is a perfect coffee mug for you to use. All right, so let's get into the Good News Network. Of course, this is where we talk about good news. Because, unfortunately, uh, through the power of internet and social media and 24-hour news channels, uh, it's very easy to get bad news. So let's make sure that we focus on good news every now and then when we get the opportunity to. So uh, for this good news network section, we're going to talk about Black Panther. Yes, again, bringing in $1 billion worldwide according to disney so this is amazing to me um it's just a a a superhero movie right with a predominantly black uh cast um and to me more important than that honestly we really focus on that um but the fact that they have so many strong women in this movie that play huge roles huge uh, like combative modes, like not just nurses or things like that, but women who kick behind um, is amazing. That has a power in this movie. I don't think there's no doubt that the women in this room, in this movie has major influence on the king and other people, whether it's uh, the girl that the king likes, whether it's his general, um, whether it's his mother, whether it's his sister. There's so many positive women influence in this movie and as a as a father of two girls um this is something that really touches my heart because uh you know you know how this world is you know how this world is set up um it's, it's mainly set up uh for men to be in power and for men to shine um but just as much as the king and other people shine in this movie uh, the women in this movie really shine as well. And we now know that that works, that that you can't use uh, economics as a reason not to show powerful women and show powerful black people um, in a movie because this movie made $1 billion according to Disney. There's other Marvel movies. I think they say it was five. So it's the Avengers in 2012. It's the Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, it's Iron Man 3 in 2013 and Captain America Civil War, which is I'm actually going back to watch uh, in 2016. And it's cool because it hasn't even show, it hasn't even opened up yet in China. So that's even more money that's going to come in. So shout out to Black Panther, to the to the to the cast, uh, Ryan Coogler, to the director, to everybody that's involved with this movie. Congratulations. I will give you a round of applause, but I think that would sound kind of weird on the podcast all right let's jump into the main event we are in chapter one of the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday and we're going to talk about recognize your power which is really really important to me because we're at the point 
in life, I'm pre- I'm hoping you're at the point in your life. I'm definitely at that point right now that I recognize that I have power and everybody on this earth has power. No matter how tall you are, no matter how short you are, no matter how uh, smart you are, no matter how uh, unintelligent you are, no matter whether you're a woman, a man, a girl, a boy, no matter if you're white or black or Hispanic or Chinese or, or anything, any of those factors that we see with our eyes or feel uh, in our hearts, no matter who you are, you have power. And um, the book opens up, this chapter opens up um, by Marcus Aurelius. He says, choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been and you haven't been. So let's talk about uh, Hurricane Carter. So the books open up with a, a story about Hurricane Carter. So Hurricane Carter, if you didn't know, was a top middleweight boxer at the height of his career, right? He was doing great, champion, doing his thing. Um, and then he got accused of something that he did not do. He got accused of a tri- triple homicide. Now, let's just take a step back for a moment. It's one thing. Imagine you um, at the top of your career doing your thing, doing amazing stuff, traveling around the world, and somebody say that you actually killed that person. But not only that, they say, they say that you killed three people, and you didn't do that. Think about how you will feel at that moment. Think about how you might feel like you lose all of your power, like you have no choice in this world, like the whole world is against you. So let's talk about the way that Hurricane Carter took this issue, which is a major, major, terrible issue. Uh, he reported to jail, right? But he didn't have like t-shirts and the shorts on. He had a tailor suit on. He had a $5,000 diamond ring on. And he had a gold watch on at the same time. And he came up to them and he told to the people in charge, this is what he said. He said, I know you had nothing to do with the injustice that brought me to this jail. So I'm willing to stay here until I get out. But I will not, under any circumstances, treat be treated like a prisoner because I am not and never will be powerless. So here's a man in which other people at that moment control where he lived. Other people control what he ate for breakfast and dinner and what time he ate. And other people control how much sunlight he got to enjoy every single day. But Mr. Carter knew that he was not powerless. He knew that he had some control over his physical body. Well, he knew that they had control over his physical body. But there's a few things that they had absolutely no control over. That's his attitude. That's his beliefs. That's his choice and how he viewed himself. In essence, he recognized that he was in prison, but that he was not a prisoner. And of course, like, let's not sugarcoat this, right? Like, of course, he had to be mad. Like, he had to be upset and furious about the situation that he had or that he was in. But he did one thing that we must learn to do. He recognized the power that he had. And he had the power over his mind. So there's uh, four, I think four, let's do four 
there are four quotes that I want to bring out of this chapter that really uh, talks about recognizing the power that we have no matter what situation that we may find ourselves in. So number one, we decide what we will make of each and every situation. We decide whether we will break or whether we will resist. So to me, what this means is that our perception or the things that we are completely in control of. So, so no matter what situation that we may find ourselves in, imagine you losing your job or imagine you losing your house to a fire or something like that. Or imagine somebody breaking into your home and stealing all of your valuable possessions. At that moment, we can't control physically what's going on in this world, right? Um, but we can control our perception of the situation for an example if you look if somebody break into your house and steal everything that you had you have the right to be absolutely mad at that very moment but as soon as you get mad allow that process to go through but then focus on your perception have your perception that for one you're still alive for one, you was able to gain everything that was in your house and you will also have the opportunity to gain those things back. And of course, as I'm bringing these, uh, these examples to your mind right now, I bet you're like, man, I'm, but I don't care. I'm still going to be mad. But yeah, but we're focusing on your power right now. They stole the things in your house. Don't let them steal the power of your joy, the power of your mind, the power of your emotions. So let's go on to number two. It say they can throw us in jail. They can label us. They can deprive us of our possessions. But they'll never control our thoughts, our beliefs, our reactions, which is to say we are never completely powerless. This just brings us back to the power of our mind and our thoughts and our beliefs. No matter what physical trauma that we may come through, no matter what emotional trauma we may come across, we still have the power to control our thoughts. We still have the power to decide what thoughts we want to entertain. Um, for an example, um, I'm pretty sure that all of you know, or you might know, that yes, I'm a black man, and there's so many, there's so many negative um, misconceptions. I'm gonna say of a lot of black men, um, especially my age. I think. Um, but I don't allow those things to uh, to control my thoughts. I don't allow those things to control my actions for the most part. Um, I'm in computer science. I'm a fine doggone great computer programmer. And, and I'm pretty sure that most of you know that um, there are not that many black uh, computer programmers in the world. Um, but I don't allow that statistic to control what I like to do. I will not allow that to control the things that I'm going to study. I'm going to become the best computer programmer I could possibly be, no matter who I am, no matter my gender, my race, no matter the uh, the statistics, what they say. Uh, those things cannot uh, control my thoughts. They can control my beliefs and my reactions. All right, so uh, number three says, in fact, if we have our wits fully about ourselves we can step back and remember that situations by themselves cannot be good or bad 
This is something, a judgment that we as human beings bring to them with our perceptions. To one person, a situation may be negative. To another, that same situation may be positive. I really like this quote because it lets us know that the situation that we're in, um, it, it itself is not good or bad. Um, it depends on our experiences. It depends on our ability to recognize the power that we have um, and, every, and everything else. For an example, uh, public speaking. Now, if you're not driving, how many of you, raise your hands, how many of you absolutely are terrified if you had the opportunity to speak to the nation on national TV for 30 minutes? How many of you would be absolutely terrified of that moment? Now, how many of you would absolutely embrace that moment and would really appreciate the opportunity to share your thoughts and opinions to the world uh, for 30 minutes on live TV? So for that example, um, you might not have seen other people raise their hands, um, but for that example, public speaking to the national world or the national uh, stage, that's just a situation, right? That's neither good or bad, but it depending on who you are you decide whether it's a good situation or you decide whether it's a bad situation. And that's based on your, your ability to recognize your power and, again, your experiences. So that example alone let us know that we can decide whether a situation is good or bad. And how do we decide whether it's good or bad? By controlling our thoughts and controlling the perception of what we have at that moment. Okay, and finally, uh, the last quote that we're going to talk about for this week, it says, just because your mind tells you that something is awful or evil or unplanned or otherwise negative doesn't mean you have to agree. Just because other people say that something is hopeless or crazy or broken to pieces doesn't mean it is. We decide what story to tell ourselves or whether we would tell one at all. And at the end, once again, it comes down to the perception. Now, based on me reading the books and my thoughts, at the end, he says, we decide what story to tell ourselves or whether we would tell one at all. And to me, the story is synonymous with the perception. So when we come up in the situation, our mind is super duper uh, quick to determine whether a situation is good or bad, right? So let's say, for an example, um, you're driving, you're going, let's say, 40 or 50 miles per hour. Boom, you're in a car accident. Your mind says, boom, that's terrible. That's absolutely horrific. I hate this incident. But believe it or not, you still have the perception to determine whether this incident is a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, for an example, if it was just a minor fender bender, your mind, your your brain would inst instantly say, "Oh, this is a terrible incident." But you can go back and use your perception to tell your your story that, man, because of modern technology, this accident is a lot less worse than what it should have been or what it could have been. Or, man, yes, my insurance is going to go up. But this might be an opportunity for me to get um, a new car or something like that. See, 
it, it depends on your situation that you're in. Um, another example is you lose your job. Boom. Instantly, your mind can go into overdrive. I lost my job. I lost some salary. Uh, I won't ever find a job again. But then you get to decide whether you're going to tell you yourself a story or not or or change your perception. Yes, I lost my job. Okay, it, it can be bad. But my goodness, what amazing people that I might meet once I get another opportunity at another job. What if this is my opportunity, my my sign that I don't need to work for somebody else again, that it's time for me to step outside of my box and start my own company? Or whether I should stop worrying about money and, and dedicate a lot of time to a nonprofit organization. See, there's so many situations that we're going to come across in our life. And those things are going to come up in our life, whether we like it or not. But we have to decide, we have to recognize our power that we have. We must recognize that we can control our perception. Your thoughts might go into overdrive on the initial shock of what happens. But there's a time period after that shock in which you can recognize your power and you can utilize your mind to decide whether or not this is a good situation, a bad situation, or just a simpler, simply a situation in which you're in at that moment. So at the end, I always want to provide uh, just a quote or, or something to take with you for the rest of the week so you can kind of remember the discussions that we've had. And for this one, um, it's simply this. We must be able to step back, to recognize the situation, and then recognize your power. And what is your power? Your power to control your perception. So thank you again for joining me this week. Uh, we just diving deep into uh, The Obstacle is the Way. I've been listening to the audio book. It's absolutely amazing. We're going to learn so much from this book. I think we're really going to grow as people in this group. And we're going, we're going to have strong minds that can be powerful no matter what situation we may come across. So thank you once again. And uh, we'll talk again next week. <laughs>